Hey, have you or someone you know started or jumped into a business and then had everything fall apart right after they did it? <laughs> if that's you, you're going to love this episode. Our guest today uh, ended up acquiring a business from a family member. And after the acquisition, hit about every problem you could have <laughs> from what it sounds like. This interview is so entertaining because of the fact that he was able to not only address the challenges that he faced, but to overcome them. And in the past seven years of his growth since his acquisition, the company has tripled in size and he's seen enormous success through a lot of self-development and other strategies that have put his business on the right path to growth and scaling. And that's why we had him on the interview today. This interview should inspire you. This interview should energize you and it should make you feel like it's never the right time to give up. And so I hope it does the same for you as it did for me. It was very inspiring for me to talk to them. Uh, the questions took a different path than normal and I found the whole interview quite, quite educational. So I hope it helps you learn what you need to do to grow and scale your business today. Welcome to the Growth and Scaling Podcast. This is your host, Todd Westra, and I am so glad you're here today because we are going to interview an amazing founder or executive who is gonna share with us their decisions that they made that exploded their growth. So if you need some inspiration, you wanna hear how other businesses are doing it, this is a place to be and we are glad you're here. Enjoy this episode. We have an awesome guest today and we're gonna love to dive into what he's done to grow and scale what he's up to. So we're gonna dive right in. Colson, who are you and what do you do? My mantra is relentless intentional action towards 10X joy and abundance and to experience the wonder of the world. And you just got my life's purpose. Uh, so <laughs> that sounds as awesome. As a leader, I'm looking to actually be a builder of a community that creates opportunities. Uh, my company delivers 10x confidence to research recruitment and data collection. Uh, and so if you're completely unfamiliar, think online surveys and in-depth interviewing for qual and quant research. Love it. Are these, are these, uh, I mean, what's the main problem you're solving? You're doing are you calling clients? Are you calling potential clients? Are you calling wins, losses? Like, who? What kind of data are you collecting, and for who? Who's looking for the stuff? So, about forty percent of our business is in the agriculture sector, and it would be like if, uh, like, major OEM is working on product development for a new set of operating controls on a tractor that's going to require tens of millions of dollars of investment. They would invest in research to make sure that what they're doing matches the market. And we would actually be the ones to run the operations of the research and deliver that data back, engage, know and engage the audience in it. Cool. That's cool. Okay. So that's a, that's a big play. I mean, the, a lot of people discount how important the ag business is to our nation and to our economy, but it's massive. Uh, and you being from Missouri area, yeah. is that right? So there's a lot of agricultural going on in Missouri. And isn't Caterpillar based out of there? Something like that? 
Uh, you know, I don't actually know. <laughs> I think they might be. I think they might be. Well, that's cool. So, so you have, how long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing this for, this is my 12th year. Uh, my self wow. and my business partner bought the company about seven years ago. Fantastic. So you started as an employee and then bought the company? Yes, it was my father's business. Right on. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So, so that's a different story. That's a, that's a whole different uh, side of the picture that I didn't know coming into the interview. Ha There's a lot of people that find themselves in that type of scenario. What was it like working for your dad and transitioning from that into, hey, guess what? I, I think I see a direction I want to take this um, and then making the move to, to, to move on that. Yeah, that's a saga worth uh, a long conversation over. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, the benefit that you gain from joining your father's business is that uh, you get trusted to uh, have some leeway and actually like find your own place in the world at a very young age. And the disadvantage is right. that if you have completely different ideas about what the direction of the company should be and the way in which the company should be managed, uh, like myself and my father is, you have, then you will have incredibly intense conflict until it gets resolved. And the best way to resolve it was, uh, in my mind, for me to run the business. There you go. Yeah, I bet that's a good way to do it. And how did it work out? Like, what, what was that? How did you know, though? Let's take one step back. I mean, you started working for him when? Out of college or? Pretty or much. How did this, how did, I think, I keep, Okay, so you come out of college, you start working with your dad, and then you're like, what made you decide to to stay with that business as opposed to going and starting something of your own? And then B, when you thought of the idea of, of hey, you know what? I think I could take this and, and do something different with it than what my dad's ever been able to do. Let, let's do this. How did that kind of, trans what was that whole process like? Uh, a saga. We, I mean, we did, um, I, I, I really am an optimizer of all things and look to what is my path of least resistance to like owning my own company and, um, right. had gotten a finance degree and thought that that was the path that I was going to go down. And then, um, but yeah. then in joining the organization, that I'm now the owner of, I was able to uh, realize that uh, like the business model that was in place was something that had worked for 15 years, but it was not going to be sustainable. And we were overly dependent on one largest client. And it was, right. uh, it was very much necessary that like evolve or die. And I, right had enough uh insane uh unwarranted ego and hubris to think that i could make all of those changes even though i was 26 years old and uh so <laughs> i teamed up with what had been kind of his right hand man uh to say uh you know we'll run through it but those first 
three years essentially are the definition of entrepreneurial poverty, right? Like we we took on, Love we it. had no money of our own, took on debt to sustain the continued business operations. Uh, we're in a forever battle because that largest customer was acquired from a new private equity firm the year that we took over ownership. Wow. And, oh, um, great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, and then fortunately out of like complete and utter frustration, I had probably figured out the business model, but we were killing ourselves uh, to do it, just working nonstop. And then uh, right. at the end of 2018, decided I had to go different. And it took probably, you know, the journey of the last four years to be in a completely different place than we were then. Love it. Well, t tell me about it. I mean, so during this journey of transition, and during the journey of taking on the debt and really it sounds like almost a whole new startup at that point because you really you know you lost your anchor client you you had to kind of redefine yourself what was your favorite part about that whole experience and then we'll dive into what was the biggest challenge of that whole experience this sounds like a nightmare i mean my favorite <laughs> part is that as long as you're listening uh entrepreneurship is like the greatest vehicle for personal self-development that can possibly exist and for my own self i mean who at my like age and experience level has the opportunity like i get to invest so much back into my own personal growth uh because right. essentially like where this company can go is uh like how much i can personally grow and then see this company become a true self-expression of like what i'm capable of love it that's that's actually really deep um that's pretty cool very very introspective of you um how how so that is a great thing to come of it what was the hardest part i mean you just rattled off like three or four big huge hits in the face uh in in the transition of the ownership of the company what was the hardest challenge and, and what did you do to overcome it uh i i would actually also go on the introspective route and say that like the constant fight against my own ignorance like i just i just um have felt like i've spent far too much time peeling back layers of the onions of ways in which I can screw this up and uh, <laughs> and then realize that only in seeing my own financial outcomes at the end of the next quarter or the next, next cycle that we go through and just always having to recommit to understand the current state learn from that experience and set a new course for what actually needs to be done Right. Uh, I've always, I've always, particularly in those first three and a half years, I, I was very ignorant to figuring out how to get that outside help that I needed, and because I never had the resources to, because I was always broke, and yeah. I was just always trying to solve it myself and be the hero, and yeah, um, you know, now I've stepped very much away from that. I'm. But it, like, you know, those are hard, hard lessons 
that you don't learn them. It, you can choose never to learn them if you're not willing to. Agreed. And that, I think that's what drives a lot of people out of business. Oh, yeah. Or mental, or mental, uh, they start having a lot of uh, other mental issues going on, <laughs> emotional issues, if they don't find some some resources for that. What what drove you the first in the first part of the of the acquisition? You talked about taking on some debt. I think a lot of a lot of bootstrapped startups struggle to wrap their head around why would I why would I bring on debt to build and grow my business? What was your decision making process look like? What did that look like when you did that? When I did it, it was based upon uh-huh. um, knowing like that I could cash flow it. And I, I'm, st- I'm still yeah. in that boat. I mean, we still have a disproportionately high debt to equity ratio. Uh, uh, but that's, but I don't, but you can I don't service want to, it. right. I mean, we can service and cash flow the debt and I don't want to sacrifice the, like I, I like am always, I always have a lot of ideas of ways I would like to be reinvesting and growing and part of what I now had to go through after seven years is the realization like we can't like we can't just only play that cycle like I have to to have a healthy and strong business and so that I can actually be in a position to keep it going because we're about almost triple the size we were when we bought it and um awesome now we we're at that point where we can self-fund because of how free credit was in 2020 uh, for yeah. well, to double where we are now, but then like we're going to have to be a really healthy business. Right, right. Congrats, dude. That's really cool. Tripling the size of a business is an exciting feat. I mean, doubling is exciting, but tripling in size, uh, would that be due to your diversification? I mean, how much of your business now is dependent on one sole client versus say an industry versus, uh, you know, you said 40% of your business right now is ag. How did you decide to, to diversify? Was it clients? Was it industries? What did you look at and say, we're going to run into another problem again, if we stick with this, what, what did that look like? Um, Mike McCallowick's Pumpkin Plan Your Business. Don't know if you're familiar with him as an entrepreneurial author. Um, uh-uh. Yeah, uh-uh. he's a he's a very fun entrepreneurial author um, that helped me to decide on the ag sector as a, like such a narrow niche that we could actually target it and be uh, like essentially people would find us for that, right? Um, right, right question was where did we so now our client concentration is pretty non-existent our biggest customer was 11 percent of our revenue last year um uh-huh. i mean that's safe yeah it's not and then outside <laughs> of them no one is more than five percent so um i love it and i think but that's also very representative of uh trying to move myself out of being the primary new business development salesperson and actually having two salespeople in sales seats 
and doing a much more customer account acquisition over the past, you know, 18 months than was ever done in the entire history of the company. So those, you know, the relationships we're in should be ones that grow in value year over year, and they really shouldn't stop as long as we are right. appropriately providing the service delivery. The people who are investing in research continue to invest in research. Right, right. That's awesome. So as you, I mean, are you, are you aggressively marketing? Are you, I, I obviously it sounds like, were, did your dad kind of run it as an owner-driven sales force versus uh, having reps in play? Or how, how has that evolution happened in your, in your revenue operations? Like my dad was, I would say, as I've gotten to know a lot of other entrepreneurs, he was that quintessential yeah. small business hustler like i mean everything ran through him and he made i mean he was the rainmaker he was the relationship guy like there was decision maker for everything and that yeah um that centralized world keeps you to a relatively limited amount of scale and uh, it's not like I knew any better, but I really, really, really <laughs> wanted it to be different. So I um, yeah. have certainly worked to figure out how to lead and manage a different way to deliver on that. Right. I love it. Dude, you have, uh, we've covered a lot of hard topics on this call. I actually love it. Uh, you, you've talked about, you know, acquiring uh, a legacy family type business. You talked about bringing on debt. You've talked about uh, challenges and losing, you know, key clients and um, and and challenge of diversifying. I mean, th- this has been a fantastic interview. Not gonna lie. I mean, what what kind of uh, what kind of advice do you give to people dealing with with those types of challenge? Like, do do you have someone that you look at in your immediate network that like? When you hit some of those walls, you you just kind of went through it and said, "Dude, these guys inspire me. I want to talk to this person, uh, uh, hear what they have to tell, advise me, mentor me." There's someone like you'd like to give a shout out to today. Uh, one would be Mike. Um, I one of my friends that helped me immensely over the last four years is a uh, my friend Tim Petron, who is actually. Uh, wayfinding, doing some of his own consulting right now, but at the time was a partner cool. at a management consulting firm uh, um, that specifically uh, focuses on organizational health and creating safe and trusting environments within workplaces, uh, which helped me so much Very to cool. like learn how to be the type of leader that I actually wanted to be. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I noticed that uh, your LinkedIn profile gives a healthy description of your main focuses and your main goals and objectives um, as a person, your favorite quotes. Uh, it was inspiring to, to read through your profile and see uh, now having talked to you, I can really see that you are not only striving to be an amazing business owner and growth strategist in your company, but you're also very involved in your own personal development and uh, and becoming a better person at the same time. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, that, that would 
is would probably be an understatement. I'm, uh, if I if I'm <laughs> in the one percent in any zone based off of everyone that I know, it's in like actually being willing to share how uh, aggressively I work to like optimize my own life. I love it. I love it. Well, it shows, and uh, and I'm sure that your business uh, thanks you for it. Because uh, going through what you have survived through usually kills businesses. Th those are business killers and you've made it through and you've been able to, to achieve a, a great level of success since then. Tripling the size of your business since acquisition is awesome. And uh, I wish you all the best moving forward. I, I really appreciate the time you spent with us today. And those listening, uh, I'm positive you've learned some great insights as to what it takes to scale. Colson? Where do people get a hold of you? Where can they follow you? Are you most present on LinkedIn or is there a different platform you'd like to hang yeah, on? The okay. only social I do is LinkedIn and um, cool. it's, I, I post a few times a week. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, Colson, appreciate the time today. Uh, we will send people your way to follow you and, and take a look at what you've got to say and how you can advise them. And we appreciate taking the time. Yeah, thank you. What did you think of that? That was some crazy stuff. Um, I mean, problem after problem. <laughs> uh, oftentimes people think that, that uh, growing into a business, uh, especially taking over business from a, someone like your dad would be a pretty easy task. Like all the hard work has been done and the launch and the setup of the business, but no, not for Colson. Um, what an inspiration. What a, what a great guy. Uh, what an amazing leader. And uh, in our post interview, we actually had a chance to talk about some of the frameworks that he's put into play and, uh, and, and the, the structure that he needed to put his business on, he was able to do and build a strong base, build a strong foundation and took that business into a place that he didn't think was possible at the time. And so um, personal development, huge advocate of that really strengthening yourself helped him strengthen his organization which was super exciting and inspirational uh truly this business and and the business founder uh really give an insight into the challenges of growth and scaling the challenges of business ownership and i hope that you learned something that gave you an idea of what it takes to grow and scale your business thanks for being here today 